0: Looking for an investment property, but unsure where to buy? Hi, I'm Scott Kuru, CEO and founder of Freedom Property Investors, Australia's number one property investment advisory with over 7,500 members and clients. Now, in the last three months alone, over 500 of my clients have purchased an investment property in a growth location. What many property investors don't know is there is currently a property boom in affordable locations all around the country. To learn more, head to freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. That's freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. Now,
1: I've been doing a lot of reading over the weekend, and I've come to the conclusion that I don't think negative gearing is working as it should. Now, is it fair to allow people a tax break if they snap up two or three or even dozens of properties? Now, negative gearing works like this. If I buy a one-bedroom apartment as an investment property and it costs me $40,000 a year to service the mortgage, plus insurance, plus real estate fees, all the rest of it, yet I only get $25,000 a year back in rent, then I am fifteen grand a year short in terms of being able to look after that investment property. It comes out of my pocket, $15,000 a year. That's what I'm short. And the property is then deemed to be negatively geared. So the government then allows me to claim that $15,000 back on my tax return. So I would pay $15,000 a year less tax. It's not capped either, so I can negatively gear as many properties as I like. Now, there's a lot of talk at the moment about whether Albanese and Chalmers will overhaul negative gearing like they did the Stage 3 tax cuts. Here's Finance Minister Katie Gallagher on the ABC.
0: Can you just express to me whether you'd like to see changes to negative gearing, I mean, the, the answer I've given is remains. I mean, we have made a decision on tax on this the matter that we're talking about based on cost of living grounds. Um, that is why we have changed our position uh, and it's been driven by cost of living Um, providing cost of living relief. The only tax measure that we have brought forward on housing is actually to generate more supply and the build to rent tax. So we've got a full book.
1: Look, it's hardly, how can I say, convincing from the finance minister, sort of hedging there a little bit. It's clear that the Federal Labor Party don't like negative gearing as it stands at the moment. Don't forget Bill Shorten, campaigned on overhauling negative gearing. He was going to grandfather it, but it was going to be overhauled. But will they touch negative gearing and should they touch negative gearing are two very different things. Now, let's look at whether they should do it. Australia has had negative gearing since 1936, and the whole idea of this was you needed to incentivise people to buy homes they don't live in so people can rent them out. Because... Without landlords, you don't have rentals, and not everybody can afford to buy a home. That is as true as it was in 1936 as it is today. But what they weren't banking on back in 1936 was the exponential growth in property prices. Now, negative gearing has become a rolled gold scheme to allow people to grow their wealth using the bank's money, all the while paying less tax. That's what happens. And I'm all for people making money and using every scheme available for them to build worth. But let's ask this question. Is negative gearing delivering rentals for people they can afford, which is the basis for this entire thing? Because at the moment, there are 2.2 million taxpayers in Australia that are property investors. They own 3.25 million investment properties. Yet, rents across Australia have risen at the fastest rate in at least 15 years. A two-bedroom apartment costs $1,000 a week in the city of Sydney, and there are just 1% of all rentals that are vacant across the country. And if you want to buy that apartment in the city of Sydney, the 2 better, you're looking at at least 900000 a million bucks. And in my mind, we have a program of tax breaks that costs the budget $8.5 billion dollars that's just not delivering what it should. Now, we shouldn't abolish it. We shouldn't abolish negative gearing. No way. But we should certainly think about capping it. We should be saying to people, look, you can negatively gear two investment properties maximum, two. And then say, but if you invest in properties off the plan, in new homes that are yet to be built, you can negatively gear as many of those as you want because then you're incentivising people to build more homes. By redirecting investors into new developments, surely that would give the developers the cash they need and the cash flow they need and the confidence they need to build more homes, homes that we're constantly told we desperately need. Because at the moment, clearly, the free-for-all that the negative gearing program allows offers people tax breaks, yet doesn't deliver the stock that we need. 131873, what do you think? Do you negatively gear? Am I completely
0: off the boil on this one? Are you looking for an investment property but unsure where to buy? Hi, I'm Scott Kuru, CEO and founder of Freedom Property Investors, Australia's number one property investment advisory with over 7,500 members and clients. Now, in the last three months alone, over 500 of my clients have purchased an investment property in a growth location. What many property investors don't know is there is currently a property boom in affordable locations all around the country. To learn more, head to Freedom Property freedompropertyinvestors.com. Dot com.au. That's freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. dot